The Colorado Equals Security Podcast is your local source for regional security news, local events, and interviews with key individuals in the region. Now, here are your hosts, Rob Reck and Alex Wood. Welcome to Colorado Equals Security. This is the newscast for episode 148 for the week of January 20th, 2020. Alex, how's 2020 treating you so far? Uh, It's perfect vision it's perfect it's, uh, I it. oh man I can't, so, uh, so well oh, said oh man you're really articulating uh, what how i felt about this year so far too i, I think you were setting me up for that it's kind of and, a, I, and i kind of whiffed kind of a, a stuttering start to the year so far isn't it yeah just a little bit yeah we're getting going though i'm doing uh, some some traveling here coming up so. oh yeah what's traveling uh it's, some more travel so yeah. it feels like we're actually getting started start i love it yeah the, the year started off with the bang um and enjoying uh keeping very busy uh, I'm happy to uh, to start talking about some news, but before we do, let's do just a little bit of housekeeping. Let's do it. Uh, Rob, did you know we have a Slack channel? We it's have a ridiculous number of people in there. There are. There are well over 1,200 people in there. Yeah. I, I didn't even look at what the actual number is right now, but it just keeps growing. Lots and lots of conversations. I can't keep up. Um, you know, back when we started, I, several times I was like, I read every message. Yeah, uh, not anymore. Yeah. Not, not even in a single channel. But we'd love to have you join us. Uh, lots of great conversations you can you know just join the different channels you're interested in you don't have to be in all of them like like we are <laughs> um, uh, and if you want to join just go out to colorado-security.com and find the slack link in there we also have a mailing list so when you're on the website uh, go to the bottom put your email in sign up you will get the newsletter in your mail with all of the show notes and details from e- each week from the podcast and we would love it if you would rate and review us on your favorite uh, podcast listening app. If you go to iTunes and just spend, what would it take? Like 90 seconds to go say, I enjoy this podcast. Five stars. Yes. That'd be great. Yes. You should listen. Five stars. Uh, also tell a friend, let people know the great things that are going on with the podcast and all the other Colorado equals security stuff. Um, just spread the word. The love vast it. majority of our new listeners and, and folks who sign up for the newsletter come from referrals. Uh, so we, we do appreciate those of you who are doing it. Uh, speaking of support for the show, uh, we do have a, a Patreon campaign. If you want to financially help support the show, uh, you can go out there on the website, um, you get get joined up to help pay the costs of running the show every week. All that goes right back out to the community. Also, um, if you would like to be an interviewer and do interviews for the podcast, uh, we would love to do that. Rob and I get pretty busy and and you may notice that we've been slacking a bit lately and not having as many interviews and not us necessarily doing the interviews. So if you are interested in being an interviewer or even being interviewed, if you think you're interested, interesting and want to be interviewed, just let us know. All right, let's go ahead and jump over to the news. Uh, This is a fun uh, first story here. It's about an artist who Simon Beck, who creates a giant snow mural up in Silverthorne. Yeah. So he does this by walking around. So he makes a, a pattern and then um, sort of traces his steps around uh, to make, you know, giant snowflakes or, you know, geometric figures, things like that. Uh, he, he This is not the first time that he has done this. Um, I, I don't remember the number that they had in there, but it's he has done a lot and he is trying to do a lot more. So he's done 330 snow drawings and wow. 120 sand drawings. And he says he has a goal of a thousand drawings by the time he's 80. What's really cool to me about this, number one, beautiful you can, if you go out to the link in the show notes you can see uh, a picture of the art he created and, and he it wasn't just him he also had some volunteers who help him do it but I, I just love the fact that you know it's it's such a temporary thing you know you're creating it for i don't know a day a week right very short amount of time um so those who get to experience it you know it's special also it took him about 12 hours of walking 
uh, back and forth to make the uh, the art that he did in um, up in Silverthorn. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Like I said, take a look at the at the link in the show notes, and you can see um, really what that picture looks like. Uh, next, Colorado is the top state for women entrepreneurs. It's pretty awesome. You know, yeah. I, I know that we. You know, we know that there are a number of, of companies in town, especially Guild Education is a great example of For one sure. that's blown up with a woman as a, the founder and CEO. Um, but this, it's really cool to know that, you know, based on a whole bunch of metrics that Colorado has been determined to be the, the number one place for women entrepreneurs. Yeah. And this year, uh, this is not the first time they've done this survey. The metrics changed a little bit. So there, there's quite a bit of adjusting in terms of, of who was in what places. Uh, for example, we went we being Colorado went from number 21 to number one and also Alabama went from number five to number 50. Um, what it sounds like just from reading it is, um, you know, they had a bunch of weightings on how good is it to be an entrepreneur and then how good is it to be a woman in the state? And, and, and previously that the weighting for entrepreneurs might've been higher than the weighting right. for being a woman. Now that they've kind of equalized that Colorado has you know shot up to the top for sure. Uh, next, we have a, a news from Encana. Encana is, you know, really one of the well-known oil and gas companies, uh, really in, in the whole North America. But it has a big presence in Denver, and it's about to have an even bigger presence here in Denver. Yeah, so Denver was their North America uh, headquarters oh, hub. Uh, I don't know if it was technically it was the head, headquarters. Well, headquarters is in Canada. It was but, their American head, yeah. uh, headquarters. Oh, sorry, yeah. yes, American headquarters. I guess Canada is also in North America, right, Rob. The, really one of the three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and they've decided that they are moving their headquarters from Canada to Denver, and they are also rebranding themselves to Oventive. Oventive will be the new name for uh, in Canada, and it's it's actually not just a name change. They're actually doing a a shot a stock. Um, what do you call it? Consolidation, where five shares of Encana stock will be worth one share of the new Oventive company stock. Uh, they're going to be a, a Colorado headquartered company, taking advantage of more U- U.S. focused. Uh, investors. I think that was really one of the reasons. And there's going to be about 600 ish employees here in Denver. So I wonder if these companies all go to the same agency to get their new names. Um, It seems like a lot of V's and X's and, uh, you know, other, you know, missing vowels in names. Uh, Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. But uh, Oventive seems like something that a, a marketing agency came up with, not someone who a purpose for a name. Well, Oventive is awfully similar to Optive. The that way, is the well. way it's spelled. Uh, and, and I don't know why it, it just somehow feels similar to Flexential to me as well. <laughs> exactly. And there's an X, Flexential. Uh, next, Built in Colorado came out with its list of 100 best places to work in Colorado in 2020. Uh, that, that's a lot of places. Uh, also, Built in Colorado focuses on startups. Yeah. So I, I'm surprised that there were that many best well, really startups. Well, it's not were, all startups. There's big companies on the list. Yeah, I guess that's true. They had the, the small companies, mid-sized companies, big companies, and they broke it down by category. Um, I just went through the list. And I pulled out the kind of the, the most interesting to us. So uh, number one, Sumo Logic. Isn't that surprising? Number one, Sumo Logic. Congratulations yeah. to those guys. Yeah. So, I mean, they've been uh, up in their presence in Colorado a lot. So we have a number of other security companies on here. Ping Identity came in at number 12. Conversant, the compliance company, is number 17. CyberGRX came in at number 18. VMware slash Carbon Black was at 30. And WebRoot, uh, now Carbonite, or uh, who would yeah. they get bought by again? Uh, yeah, that's a lot, anyway, of, pre- we'll just that's a lot of pressure right there. WebRoot yeah. at number 41. Uh, so uh, congrats to those companies. It's nice to know that the uh, security industry is, is taking up a, a real good chunk of that top 100 list. And... Uh, a subcategory best paying companies top of that list was 
Boom Supersonic. Boom. Boom. So they, they dropped the money and they dropped the... Uh, boom. The, the bass, I guess. Uh, they break the sound barrier is what they do. Good stuff. Hey, uh, let's go ahead and move over to our next story. We have a new CTO for the state of Colorado. I think we may have talked previously about the previous CTO moving on, uh, but they've hired the, his replacement. Yes. Uh, Colorado named um, Alex... I don't know if it's uh, Pettit or Petit, uh, however you pronounce that last let's name. Let's go with Pettit. We'll, we'll go with Pettit. It's just a little easier. Uh, as a new CTO, he comes from the state of Oregon, where he was the CIO. Uh, so moving over here to take a slightly different role, potentially. Yeah. Uh, and previous to being in Oregon, he was the, the CIO for Oklahoma. So he has been working his way up the, the chain in terms of quality of states. Oklahoma <laughs> to Oregon, now to Colorado. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. Cool. There's, there's really nowhere to go from, from here, right? True story. Maybe uh, maybe if he goes to Mars when uh, when Elon oh, launches yeah. to Mars, that's there really the only go. other place you could go. Yeah, that'd be, start the colony out there. Exactly. Uh, moving along, we have a story this week from from Dark Owl around Project Hope. This is a, a, a this is a, some research that they had done into the freedom of information or the in, really the internet freedom in Russia. Yeah. So this is actually a really really long blog post, very in depth. Uh, you may remember back in July of 2019, a Russian government contractor called SciTech, uh, they were hacked and had um, almost eight terabytes worth of data leaked. And these were projects that various organizations were working on uh, on behalf of the Russian government. And so one of the projects that was detailed in there was Project Hope. And this is the, the plans that Russian, Russia has to sort of cut themselves off or make themselves possible for, to cut themselves off from the, the greater Internet. Yeah, and I think really the thrust of this article is, number one, that we, we have a lot of details around what that project looks like and how they're trying to do it. And number two, that this really is, you know, a, a significant risk to the, you know, the, to the rights of the citizens of Russia who are really not going to have access to unfettered Internet data. Yeah, so there there's going to be a Russian sort of intranet, and I would imagine that there will be a... a you know, a small bit of filtering on the information that goes into that intranet. Yeah. Uh, so maybe a little bit of propaganda there. It'd be interesting things. to see what happens if someone in Russia tries to listen to this podcast. Ooh. What do they get? If you're listening from Russia, uh, please send us a note. We'd, we'd love to know. Uh, we love all our comrades in uh, Russia. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, good news. Good work to Dark Owl. Um, you know, for those who don't remember, Dark Owl is a Colorado-based, like, kind of threat intel, you know, dark net monitoring type company. Yep. Uh, Swimlane had a blog this week. Um, asking if you have any Windows 7 left in your environment. No, I got rid of all of it and I replaced it with XP. Oh, so sweet. I feel I feel like I should be good. There's not going to be any uh, vulnerabilities for that, right? Uh, I prefer to have Windows ME in my environment personally, yeah. but well, you're the one. I'm I'm the one. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, you know, as you may know, uh, this Patch Tuesday was the last Patch Tuesday for Windows 7, unless you are paying for continued support for Microsoft, which is still possible. Um, but who knows what is actually going to be uh, rolled out for Windows 7 in the, that continued support. Anyway, the point being is uh, Windows 7 is bad. You should replace it. Uh, the article also talks a little bit about some of the good things security-wise in Windows 10, not just because you can't patch Windows 7, but other good things you can get when you move to Windows 10. So if you're listening to the podcast and this is the first you've heard that Windows 7 is end of life, uh, maybe you should pause and go ahead and, and get rid of that Windows 7 from your environment and then listen on the way home. We'll, should, we'll wait for you here. You should start your own Project Hope to <laughs> disconnect yourself from the, the greater internet because yeah. you don't want to be running Windows 7 anymore. <laughs> 
All right. Next, we have a blog post from Red Canary. Uh, this starts off interesting. Uh, they're talking about an infection that, that was in one of their customers. And, and a kind of interesting note you'd called out, Alex, was really they started off by saying they did not. Red Canary are not the ones who recognize this in their customer environment, that the customer themselves reached out to Red Canary and said, hey, we see this thing. And Red Canary's kind of created some new um, alerting for them to be able to find this type of a risk of the future. Yeah. Uh, and then the blog goes on to talk about um, the auto IT worm and, and what they found, how they remediated, uh, other things like that. But I, I think, you know, kudos to, to Red Canary to having a story where it wasn't just, hey, we found something um, and stopped it immediately for our customer because we're awesome. It's, oh, hey, you know, something sort of abnormal happened and, you know, we adjusted to that and, and, and things are good. Yeah, so. r- really cool stuff. Uh, you know, I, I think this, I've, we've said this in previous shows, if you're a security ops person, these Red Canary blogs are really must reads. They really walk through the details of how to recognize these things in your environment and what kind of alerts you can put in place to uh, to automatically find these things going in the future. Yep, exactly. Uh, next, we had an Automox blog talking about state-sponsored cyber attack risk and what you need to know. Uh, in case you hadn't noticed, Rob, uh, there has been some escalation between the U.S. and Iran. All of our well, adversaries. Like, <laughs> at least Iran, probably okay. a few other countries okay. as yeah, well. Sure. Um, and, you know, there have been some warnings that have come out from government agencies in the U.S. saying, hey, be on the lookout. There might be some state-sponsored activity based on us pissing people off. So I, I've seen those warnings, but my question is, Alex, what should I do about those? Great question, Rob. It, it's not run around in panic because you're yeah. being attacked by nation state level attackers. Should uh, I do a project hope and cut myself off from the internet. You, you could do that. <laughs> Option one. <laughs> Option one, <laughs> unplug from the internet. Um, if you can't do that, uh, they list a couple things here, you know, and these are, they're good suggestions, but they're, they're the basics, right? right. So it's um, inventory and control of hardware and software assets, continuous vulnerability monitoring management, uh, secure configurations for hardware and software and maintenance monitoring analysis of audit logs. Those are all good basic things that you should do. You could spend your entire career doing those four things, right? You'll always have work to do. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But it is, they're absolutely right that that is the way you, you not only stop nation states, but stop everyone else as well. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, our final uh, blog post of the week. This is actually from a couple months ago. I don't know if you noticed this. I did um, not. It slipped past our, keen internet search filters huh. and somehow we didn't see this story right, to back, fire that intern right, <laughs> you're out of here uh back in november um however i thought this was interesting so optive has partnered with veracode um and, the, and now optive is offering a uh what do they call it uh, application security development uh, as a service basically this is um running veracode tools uh, with the, the Optive MSP practices. Yeah, so if you don't have an in-house application security engineer, uh, someone that can help you with Veracode, that can uh, make sure that it, it's running properly to scan your code, um, that you know you have someone to answer questions with your developers about how to fix that stuff, you can do this as a service now, and you don't have to worry about that. They can run all that part of it for you. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, definitely uh, interested to see that. It's, it's cool that Optive is doing that. I, I know Optive is working on a lot of different as-a-service offerings. Um, so for look sure. for more of these stories to be coming here in, this, in the near future. Love it. Uh, that is it for the news. Uh, let's go over to the Slack message of the week. Thanks to Andre Gata for sponsoring the Slack message of the week. Uh, he has been doing this for an awfully long time out of the goodness of his heart. And uh, we appreciate all that he has done for us and uh, helping to promote the show. 
Uh, and this week, uh, we get to recognize one person for a, a message that we thought was, you know, a good conversation starter. And this is going to be Cynthia. Um, Cynthia posted a story about HBO's uh, Westworld. There was a, a party at CES that was kind of a themed party. I, I clicked this link. I don't, I don't click a lot of links in Slack. I saw this and it was super interesting. Basically, uh, a reporter was invited to attend this this dinner party, and it was all themed like a Westworld thing. And if you haven't watched Westworld, it's spoiler um, alert. Uh, well, it, and the whole whole point of the whole show is you're in a, a park, a, a, an amusement park where most of the people who you interact with are robots. Right. So in this you just dinner, can't tell. Yeah, it's it, of course it's really really good AI, really hard to tell, and and then there's questions about how, how real do they get. Um, at that dinner that this, this journalist attended, they couldn't tell who was another attendee and and who was a, a plant. A yeah. Also, it, it sounded like they had mined the the social profiles of the the reporters that were there. So you know, periodically someone would come up and start talking to them about something that was, you know, that they they didn't know the person whether they were a plant or not, uh, but that person knew them. You yeah. know, through their social media, through their friends' social media, through you right. know, whatever. So it was, it was kind of creepy. My favorite part of it was that at one point someone walked up and handed a drink to this journalist's friend. And apparently it was a drink that that person had made up on their own and had posted on Twitter that, hey, I made this. Uh, what, I don't remember what it was. Uh, yeah, I forget too. Margarita with a, a, a different ingredient added to it. And they, they came up and said, here you go. We created this just for you. And it was his own recipe that he'd created. And, and of course, he didn't expect anyone else knew about it. Right. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's pretty amazing what people can figure out about you just from uh, what you post on the Internet. And uh, that the whole thing would have been really interesting, but also very creepy. Uh, anyway, uh, congratulations to Cynthia. You'll get to pick one item from the Colorado Equal Security Store. Um, we'll get you a note out about that. Let's go ahead and move over to events. We do have a calendar of events on the website. You can go see what's going on out through really through the end of the year. Uh, a lot of stuff coming up in the next couple of months. Uh, this uh, upcoming week, uh, CSA is having their January chapter meeting on the 21st. Also on the 21st and the 22nd, ISSA Colorado Springs has their January meetings. If you're down there for that, the ISC Squared Pikes Peak Chapter is doing their January chapter meeting on the 22nd. On the 24th, SecureSet is doing a Capture the Flag event for beginners. So if you're interested in getting into Capture the Flag, that's your place to go. On the 25th, ISSA Colorado Springs is doing one of their mini seminars. This is a Saturday event for a few hours to learn some stuff. I thought this one, this next was interesting. On the 27th, the Colorado Technology Association is doing a um, scaled agile framework DevOps, basically about how to use DevOps to improve your time to market. Uh, if your company is looking to move from kind of a waterfall to DevOps and you, you haven't ever known how to do this, you know, get some folks over to this event at the CTA on the 27th and, and learn how it works. On the 28th, uh, Regis is doing a cyber summit um, with the theme of Stronger Together. It looks like a full day event. Pretty cool. On the 29th, Denver IAPP, that's the privacy professionals group um, is doing a knowledge net social event. So get to know some folks. This is also um, either national or world privacy day on the 29th. Holy smokes. Yeah. Love it. Uh, on the 31st secure set is doing a movie night with hackers. Oh, hackers, a terrible, terrible movie. Yes, but it's about hackers. So we have to love it. Go, go enjoy it guys. Uh, that is it for the events for the, through the end of January. Of course, we'll talk about uh, February next week. Um, we do have some jobs to discuss this week. There's a couple of jobs at Ping. We're hiring, we're still hiring our senior director of cloud operations. This is the head of our SRE function, basically responsible for keeping our entire SaaS products live and ma managing those AWS environments. And I'm also on my team hiring a product security engineer. So if you're someone with a security background, uh, development background, kind of need both of those, definitely need a dev background. 
um, send me a note. We're looking to put that person in Denver if we can. Um, uh, you can send me a note through Slack and I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Shapeshift is looking for a security engineer. Conga is hiring an information security risk and compliance specialist. Nelnet is looking for a cybersecurity engineer. Western Union's hiring a detection engineer, cybersecurity. I see a trend here, Rob. Bank of America is looking for an adaptive threat replication engineer. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Uh, either you have to replicate adaptive threats uh, or you have to engineer adaptive threat replication. Maybe you're just cloning uh, attackers. Maybe. I don't know why they'd want that, though. That sounds like a bad thing. Uh, moving along, uh, Funding Circle is hiring a security risk and assurance specialist. Sunflower Bank is looking for an IT risk management specialist. There's a lot of financial companies this week. Yeah. Uh, and finally, the city and county of Broomfield is hiring an IT security analyst. Sweet. So if you're up north. So this this might be the first week that, other than my ping job about SRE, we didn't have a single leadership role, right? These are all... Yeah. individual contributors they so are lots of jobs for those folks who are looking to we also didn't have any uh you know level one two three four five right. jobs right maybe they realized we've been mocking them mercilessly so they stopped it <laughs> uh maybe anyway uh that is it for jobs that's it for jobs all right well that is it for the podcast this week like we said we don't have a, an interview this week oh shame shame rob shame on shame on us shame on us and shame for all of you listening who have not yet recorded a guest interview for us yes so get on that. Um, all right. Well, that is it for this week. We'll look forward to talking to you guys again next week, and hopefully we'll catch you around town. Sounds good. Thanks, Rob. Learn more about the Colorado security scene at colorado-security.com, where you can see information about local security groups, a calendar of upcoming security events, and learn more about Colorado equals security. Reach out to Alex and Rob by emailing info at colorado-security.com. Until next time, remember, Colorado equals security.